the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Alcatulo Prep Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight, this post-Thanksgiving soiree weekend. Hopefully you've stuffed yourself with enough turkey and leftovers and mashed potatoes and stuffing and gravy. We've got a craft beer guest this hour that'll be joining me, the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? It's easy on Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen uh, to all of the shows on those two platforms. Now, our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Bill Kovaleski. He's a returning guest of the program. He's from Victory Beer. Bill's going to talk to us about some of the latest beers that are out for the fall and winter. Some other stuff as well. That's going to happen about 20 minutes from now. Hopefully you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I was up at my uh, my brother-in-law's place up in Pennsylvania. I uh, just moved to a new house up there, up in the uh, the Nazareth area. Had a great time with him. He does a great job at the turkey every year. He deep fries the turkey. If you haven't had deep fried turkey, folks, uh, you're missing out on something special. Uh, do it properly, though. You got to do it outside. You have to do it away from your house. Uh, don't drop the bird, the frozen bird, in in the hot oil. You have to lower it in places. A lot of things you got to do first before you can. Uh, deep fry the bird. But boy, let me tell you something. It comes out so juicy. You barely need any gravy on it. It's it's not dry at all. If it's done right, I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. So he does that every year. We have a blast doing it. Last year we weren't there, I think, because uh, his uh, sister-in-law was in town or whatever, and they were doing a whole family thing. So uh, we missed it uh, last year, but back to frying the uh, deep frying the bird again this year. And uh, what a great job. Uh, my brother-in-law, my wife's brother, uh, does with the turkey every year. So hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving. Hopefully you had a lot to be thankful for as well. And uh, let's get let's kick it off. And yeah, hopefully you know while you sat around uh, with the family, the whole triple header of uh, football games and stuff, you had some great beers uh, as well. We'll get into some of those beers uh, coming up in the suds and duds segment of the program a little bit later on. But some beer news to get to. New Holland Brewing. Uh, they've announced their beer lineup for 2018, and they're launching. A new addition to their core lineup, Tangerine Space Machine, a New England-style IPA, uh, is coming up uh, in January of 2018. Now, uh, it's a, a fruit-forward, hazy Northeast IPA that's going to be offered year-round. It'll be available in limited quantities, mainly in uh, Michigan and Midwest states, and is available in draft and six-pack can packages. The launch events uh, will occur, let's see, uh, on the 8th of December. And uh, in other places in Michigan in December of this year and then throughout the first three months of 2018. So uh, Joel Peterson, their vice president of beer marketing, has said the initial response to Tangerine Space Machine in their brew pubs uh, has been phenomenal. Very quickly becoming their number one crowler take home uh, brand from their pubs. The top beer purchased by our employees 
Uh, they absolutely love the flavor pro- uh, profile. Can't wait to see uh, this out there uh, on the shelves and for people to sample it as well. Other notable additions to their lineup include Extra Time and American Session Beer, Passion Blaster Rose Ale. Extra Time comes into the lineup uh, as a year-round core brand. Passion Blaster uh, enters the spring seasonal slot. And, of course, both of those brands will hit the shelves in March of next year. And then New Holland is also planning on three Dragon's Milk Reserves in 2018, beginning with Dragon's Milk Reserves, Salty Caramel in January. That sounds intriguing. Salty Caramel for a beer. Uh, the Sour Program is going to return with two fan favorites, Blue Sunday and Incorrigible Reserve. Two new sours, one being a Cherry Sour, will be released later in 2018. So you definitely want to check those beers out from New Holland. I, for one, am interested. You know, I like Hazy Dank uh, IPA, so and I like Tangerine, so it'll be interesting to see their take on it. Uh, coming up, so hopefully we'll get some samples of that and uh, and and try that beer as well. Uh, Platform Brewing, a brewery I've not heard of, Cleveland-based, uh, they are prepared prepared to expand their distribution outlet outside of the state of Ohio. Uh, they are going to be canning and kegging offerings in uh, New York City, New Jersey, and Connecticut beginning uh, next month. The plat- uh, platform has tapped Serene Craft to manage distribution efforts in all three markets. They're saying that New York City presents a great opportunity and a challenge for platform to engage with a new customer base outside of our existing Ohio distribution. Uh, their initial portfolio will include Amarillo Foz- uh, Fog Hazy IPA, Disco Godfather Goza, that's an interesting one, City Boy Berlin Iron Weiss, uh, Coco Suave Mexican Hot Chocolate Stout. That seems to be the theme with these stouts now. Everybody wants to do a little Mexican take on it, a little heat in the beer. Uh, Esther Belgian Christmas Ale and Project Series, uh, plus additional one-off kegs for specially scheduled tappings. Uh, they have been building out their site uh, in Cleveland, near the uh, near Cleveland's uh, near west side. Uh, they are, let's see, they have a production upgrade such as a 60-barrel brew house, uh, larger fermentation tanks, a new canning line, and a full-scale lab. Uh, they are also investing in a dedicated souring house to open in 2018. Platform uh, started in 2016. They brewed about 7,000 barrels in 2016. They are on pace to brew approximately 20,000 barrels this year. Uh, and they are in, uh, let's see, they're going to begin distribution as well as in Philadelphia uh, earlier. Actually, earlier this year they uh, were in distribution in Philadelphia. So from 7,000 barrels in 2016 to 20,000, an increase of 13,000 barrels. That's a lot. So let's see what happens here. Hopefully uh, the beer is uh, good as well. We'll have to reach out to the platform and uh, talk with those folks as what they're going to do here in the tri-state area. Pyramid Brewing, uh, a brewery that I don't talk about enough, uh, they used to be a, really a nationwide uh, brewery, much in the same vein as Sierra Nevada and some others uh, from the Pacific Northwest. I remember trying my first Pyramid back in the, nine, the mid-'90s. There's a place on Staten Island that used to get Pyramid beer. And then when a friend of mine had been out in Seattle for a number of years, went actually to the brewery. Their, if their brew pub is still there, it is directly across the street from Safeco Field. They were building it when I was out there, a Safeco. Uh, went to the last, uh, the last year that the um, Mariners played in the Kingdom. We went to one of, the, uh, one of the games that year. And then we went directly across the street to the brew pub at Pyramid. And I remember the guy giving us, giving us a tour of Pyramid Brewing, which was great. And usually you get little samples, you know, three, four ounces. This guy was pouring us full pints that by the time we got into the restaurant, we had already had our fill of beer. But it was really cool to see that this brew house uh, and restaurant was being built directly across the street from a baseball stadium, which I thought was such a unique, you know, it was so smart. They had already been there already, and then you have the baseball stadium right there. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if they're still in business uh, in that spot. But anyway, Pyramid is bringing back a trio of snow-capped winter warmer ales. 
the seasonal brews snowcap, super snowcap, and bourbon barrel-aged snowcap. Uh, Pacific Northwest favorites for over the last three decades. Uh, they are uh, planning on releasing these in Washington and Oregon, so you've got to be living out in those states in order to get it. Uh, the Bourbon Barrel-Aged Snowcap Pyramid uh, it is uh, an imperial winter ale. It's aged in bourbon barrels for 10 months. Uh, let's see, roasted malts, dark fruits, and spices. So, again, uh, they have the uh, Snowcap available now, 12-ounce in, six, in, in the six-pack, 12-pack bottles, as well as 22-ounce bottles. The Bourbon Barrel-Aged Snowcap is available in 22-ounce bottles uh, as well. So uh, you want to check that out if you're in uh, Washington State or Oregon. And then uh, Stone Brewing, this is great. This is one of the things that Stone does, and a lot of breweries do, is they give back to the community. So there are all these fires uh, in the um, northwest uh, of California. So Stone Brewing's distributing division of Stone Distributing Company has donated $72,000 of its sales in the month of October to benefit those affected by the devastation of the recent Northern California fires. The donation generated from a percentage of Stone beer sales and the sales of 17 of its supply partners, uh, most notably Bear Republic and Russian River of Sonoma County. Now, funds were sent to direct relief, providing emergency assistance to California's Office of Emergency Services, the Napa County Public Health Department, and more than 40 health centers and clinics in the affected region. This is awesome. So 72000 just in the month of October. But in November, they are doing, um, I believe... Right, I think I, I thought I read in November they were also doing this as well, but uh, maybe not. Maybe it was just for the month of October. But they had all of these uh, breweries, their list of brands that they distribute themselves: Avery Brewing, uh, Mason Ale, Maui Brewing, McKellar Brewing, Modern Times, Oscar Blues, uh, the Lost Abbey, the Brewery, uh, Victory Brewing as well. They donated a portion of their money uh, to to the to the people in Northern California. So again, in addition to the seventy two thousand donated to victims of the California wildfire, Stone supported the victims of Hurricanes Maria and Harvey via a portion of sales from every pint of growler fill of Stone IPA and Stone Delicious IPA at the company's locations. Uh, in some, Stone, Stone has donated $86,345 to charity last quarter, an effort that was made possible by its generous partners and charitable fans. So kudos to Victor, to um, to Stone. Kudos to all the breweries that were involved. Uh, this is great. That's money that will be well spent uh, for people that uh, were affected by the fires in Northern California, as well as the hurricanes. Look, we're, we're in a nation of recovery right now in, in all these areas, not only Houston, Puerto Rico as well. Uh, the Virgin Islands are still affected, and of course, in Northern California from these wildfires. So, uh, kudos uh, to Stone and uh, their partners. Great job raising all that money. Now, folks, when we come back after a short break, we'll have some more news and notes to get to. And we're just getting started on this program that fo- focuses on that on that delicious beverage. Easy for me to say, made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. You know, I've been talking about Cowan's Public for the last few weeks, and it may have been born in 2015, but its historic roots stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, opened its doors just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room, when you walk in, it's got a curved Art Deco bar, custom stained glass, roaring fireplace, and plenty of places to sit. Cowan's Public has 16 rotating craft beers on draft for all tastes, and they use local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Let me tell you something. They have a great craft beer selection there. If you want great craft beer, Cowan's Public is the place to go to. Now, try their fried chicken and waffle sandwich, or perhaps their wild mushroom taco. Both are winners. Cowan's Public, they focus on seasonal specialty cocktails with premium ingredients, house-made syrups, and fresh-squeezed juices. If you're looking for something really unique... 
I'm telling you. Cowan's Public offers a barrel-aged cocktail program featuring five cocktails that have been aged in different spirit barrels, taking on the flavors of the wood and the spirit that was previously held in the barrel. Visit Cowan'sPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. Pain relief is elusive. Pain relief is mysterious. Pain relief can be hit or miss. I want you to get all the pain relief benefits that you deserve without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. Introducing Relief Factor. What a wonderful, wonderful pain relief product made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients, giving your body the help it needs to aid recurring aches and pains. You got aches and pains from a good workout at the gym? Good for you. Now we got to get rid of that pain. You have lower back pain? Have you reached a certain age and you're running out of steam because because of your legs or your hips, let me introduce you to Relief Factor with their three-week quick start. This is a natural way of dealing with the aches and pains of life. And I know that it works as I tried it, and after two and a half weeks, my lower back pain was gone. Go to relieffactor.com and take the three-week quick start, which is just nineteen ninety-five. That's ninety-five cents a day. Relieffactor.com or call eight hundred five hundred eight three eight four. Tell them Mike Gallagher sent you. Eight hundred five hundred eight three eight four. For Relief Factor. If you love great food, delicious craft beer, and want to support small business, then have I got the place for you. Paragon Tap and Table is a wonderful gastro pub located conveniently off the Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Paragon has fantastic food created by Chop Champion Chef Eric Levine, mouth-watering burgers, fresh pasta dishes made in-house every day, some of the best wings in New Jersey, and one of the best craft beer tap selections in the area. Paragon also has gluten-free and healthy options, so you never have to worry about breaking that diet. Join the Gatulo Craft Beer Cast for a special bartending competition on Thursday night, November 30th, starting at 6 p.m. Paragon's bartenders, along with some guest bartenders, will be competing, making drinks with flair and flavor that will be auctioned off for charity. The Beer Cast will also be taping that weekend's broadcast at the restaurant. For reservations, give them a call at 732-931-1776 or check out their website, ParagonNJ.com, and look over their new fall menu. Call 732-931-1776, Paragon Tap and Table. Exit 135 off the Garden State Park in Clark, New Jersey. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM 970. com. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me on social media. Very easy. Twitter at Alcatulo. Instagram at Gatulo. G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email. Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast and you can find all the shows on those two platforms. A little Iron Maiden to kick off this second segment of the program, and our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, coming up just about 10 minutes from now, Bill Kovaleski, uh, the co-owner of Victory Brewing. Uh, we talked about some great stuff, uh, how their um, partnership with Southern Tier is going and uh, their new facility that they're building uh, down in North Carolina, what beers they have coming out, and uh, also ask him uh, a question about this whole thing that uh, the Take Craft Beer Back initiative uh, that the Brewers Association is doing, and do we really think that it's having any effect 
uh, whatsoever. But we'll get to that with Bill in about 10 minutes from now. Uh, some interesting stuff and a great interview, uh, as always, with Bill. He's a great guy. And he, uh, listen, they crank out some pretty good beer there, down there in Pennsylvania. So you definitely want to check that out. Two big events that are coming up. One happens to take place next Thursday, uh, November 30th. That is the Paragon Tap and Table event. Uh, the bartending competition over at Paragon Tap and Table located on uh, 77 Central Avenue, Clark, New Jersey. It's located right off of the Parkway exit 135 uh, in Clark, New Jersey. Uh, we're going to be uh, taping starting at 6 o'clock. The bartending competition starts at 8 p.m. I'm one of the judges. Uh, and so what they're going to be doing is, is a couple of different bartenders from Paragon, a couple from outside are coming in, and they're going to do competitive rounds on different drinks Points are awarded in the following categories, flair competition, speed pouring, classic drink preparation, and mixology, creativeness, and originality. So we'll be judging the event. That'll take place after we do the taping uh, at 6 o'clock. And, of course, we'll let you know who the winner is. Of course, we're not going to leave you hanging there. Uh, there, The drinks, then, will then be auctioned off for charity. Two great uh, charities, Best Friend Dog and Animal Adoption, Inc., and Best Friend Thrift Shop, um, it is going to be a lot of fun. They're going to be featuring Fireball Whiskey, Buffalo Trace Distillery, and Dr. McGillicuddy. The beer that will be on tap, I believe that there will be some specials, will be Demented Brewing. Uh, so you definitely want to check that out. Local guys out of Middlesex, they do a great job over there uh, at Demented. So you definitely want to check it out. Make reservations. You want to get there early. Paragon Tap and Table, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Uh, and uh, we'll send out a link uh, during the show here uh, so that you can click right on the website and go right there. You can make reservations. You can call for uh, for any information over at Paragon Tap and Table. They do a fantastic job, and the new fall menu uh, is up right now. And believe me, if you're going to pick anything out of the fall menu, the sweet potato gnocchi is out of this world. It is fantastic. Uh, then we have another event, Friday, December 8th. This is going to be a live broadcast over at John Sullivan's, located on 35th and 7th. Uh, that's taking place Friday, December 8th, from 7 to 7.40 p.m. Uh, we will be leading you into uh, St. John's Basketball. Uh, John Sullivan's is an Arizona State University bar. A lot of alum from uh, ASU come out uh, to watch the games, football, basketball. And so they're putting on this event. We will be broadcasting live from there. There will be a drink special that night, uh, a featured beer on tap. They also have their own uh, that we'll, we'll talk about in um, Suds and Duds this week, uh, their own IPA that they have on tap, which is excellent, by the way. If you like IPAs, it's a very good IPA. So, again, John Sullivan's on 35th and 7th, uh, December 8th. That's Friday, December 8th. We'll be recording. Uh, actually, we'll be live from 7 to 7.40 p.m., so you definitely want to check that out as well. John Sullivan's 35th and 7th on Friday, December 8th. So some news. So the craft brewing industry, uh, they've uh, come out, the Brewers Association has come out with their report for the U.S. economy in 2016, how much beer contributed to the U.S. economy in 2016. Did you know that the entirety of all 50 states contributed $67.8 billion to the U.S. economy in 2016 and created more than 456,000 Jobs. The figure is derived from the total impact of beer brewed by craft brewers as it moves through the three-tier system, breweries, wholesalers, and then retailers, as well as all non-beer products like food and merchandise that brew pub restaurants and brewery tap rooms sell. The industry, as I said, provided 456,000 full-time equivalent jobs with more than 128,000 jobs directly 
at breweries and brew pubs, including serving staff at brew pubs. Um, in addition to the National Impact, the Brewers Association examined the output of the craft beer industry by state, as well as the state's economic contribution per capita for adults over 21. So again, the uh, totality of the United States economy in beer, uh, in craft breweries, contributed $67.8 billion. Now, the top five... Uh, California was number one at $7.3 billion. No surprise. A lot of breweries in California, a lot of good breweries in California contributing to that. Number two, Pennsylvania, $5.8 billion. So surprisingly enough that we're having Bill Kovalevsky on in our next segment from Victory Beer, Pennsylvania is cranking out some great beer as well. Number three is Texas at $4.5 billion, uh, which I wonder next year if they're still going to be in the top five states since uh, a couple of breweries were sold to AB InBev uh, in 2016, will those amounts count uh, for 2017? I, my, my guess is probably not. We might see that figure uh, go down or go, you know go away completely. Then you have um, number four is New York at 3.4 billion. Uh, kudos to New York and kudos look to to Governor uh, Cuomo. He's done a tremendous job of cutting the red tape to allowing these breweries to thrive. Uh, that's why there's almost 400 in New York and we only have uh, less than 100 in New Jersey. So big difference in laws. Uh, from state to state, you're seeing it, obviously, in New York and Pennsylvania, two states that are closest here, um, that are contributing a, a, a tremendous amount of money to, big, to, to beer. And then number five is Florida at $3.1 billion. New Jersey, uh, as I said, I think it was last week or the week before, has contributed $1.6 billion uh, total uh, to, uh, to beer. So, again, $67.8 billion, the craft brewing industry contributed to the U.S. economy in 2016. So uh, it keeps supporting those craft breweries, keeps supporting that business. It definitely makes an impact. Left Hand Brewing uh, is coming out with some uh, new releases uh, that will be out uh, over the next uh, several weeks and, uh, and month. Uh, Fade to Black, the award-winning foreign stout, pours dark black, introduces uh, includes roasted barley to give licorice, espresso bean, molasses, and black cardamom flavor notes. Uh, that is out uh, within the next week or so, or I think it's out already. The Saison Eble de Menu, uh, which is the fourth and final beer in the uh, Saisons that they have done. They've done a, a four-set Saison. The left-hand quarterly Saison, uh, it is brewed with native Colorado ingredients. Each beer in the collection highlights a unique addition. This one happens to be a black Saison uh, with Colorado barley and roasted midnight wheat. Very interested to try that one. And then their Bittersweet Nitro, uh, which is an Imperial Coffee Milk Stout. Uh, coffee with uh, an Imperial Sweet Stout. So uh, this is another one that I'm interested in. So it'll be in cans, bottles, and obviously on tap in uh, your local uh, breweries and liquor stores and establishments as well. Uh, a couple of other quick news and notes to get to before we take a break. Folks at Heavy Seas, they'll be doing on December 8th their uh, Heavy Seas 22nd birthday party. They'll have their 22nd anniversary ale uh, on tap. It's a Belgian-style uh, triple aged in Sagamore Spirit Rye Whiskey Barrels. That's interesting. Should be some good stuff. Then they've got a winter solstice party coming up on December 21st in their tap room to celebrate the shortest uh, day and the longest night of the year. Our good friends from uh, Single Cut, which we'll be featuring in Suds and Duds later on in the program, uh, they've got a bunch of stuff going on. They've got a birthday coming up December 9th, uh, Saturday, December 9th. They're celebrating five years of brewing at their digs in Astoria, Queens. They will be releasing uh, cans of two anniversary beers, the DDH 18-watt uh, Session IPA at 5% ABV. Uh, and then they are going to be releasing tomorrow, Who's Gonna Fuss?, Triple IPA, that's a 10% ABV, triple dry hop, gentle giant. Uh, they'll be ta- they'll uh, have some taproom exclusives, uh, so you definitely want to um, get down to uh, single cut 
on Saturday, December 9th. Check it out. They'll have some bands there, a whole bunch of other stuff. And now, if you go to Madison Square Garden, this is cool. You can find their 1933 Pilsner at Madison Square Garden during concerts and Nixon Rangers games. So you can definitely check out, uh, where else? Uh, the 18-watt Session IPA is located at all concession stands in the newly opened Opry NYC. So you definitely want to check that out, Single Cut getting in there. And uh, let me tell you, Single Cut, again, another place. They're making some great beers. We definitely will feature them uh, coming up uh, in a little bit in the Suds and Duds segment. They did a tap takeover with Industrial Arts Brewing uh, over at Paragon Tap and Table a couple of weeks back and uh, had a lot of fun with them and uh, their beers as well. And then finally, um, a new fundraising plan uh, as uh, the, the Brewers Association is now trying to buy uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev. And I, I really, I, listen, I know you sp- we're supposed to be taking this tongue-in-cheek to bring awareness, but I, I really think that some of this money, I think, is ill-spent. Look, it was a nice thing that people were con- saying they would contribute and they would donate. I said I would donate 100 bucks to the cause to try and buy out uh, AB InBev. They sent me a hat and sticker. Okay, great. Uh, so apparently they had done a video a couple of weeks ago. They went to uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev's offices in St. Louis and they offered $127,000 to buy the brewery, now, to buy the whole operation. Of course they weren't going to take that. So now they are coming up with different ways to pick up some extra cash. They have, uh, they're, they're talking about high school-like car washes, a telethon, uh, airtime on a home shopping network type channel, uh, you, know, you know, all kinds of silly stuff. I, I really wonder, and you can go to TakeCraftBack.com to see the videos and and all the stuff that they're doing. I, I just wonder, is this really money that's well spent for the Brewers Association? I, I asked Bill Kovalevsky this question uh, coming up in our next segment. It's an interesting take on it. I, I, look, I think if you bring awareness, it's great. I think if you're wasting money, especially the people and the brewers that pay into the Brewers Association to have them represent them uh, in the grander scheme of things, I don't know if this is necessarily the best idea. Can Anheuser-Busch InBev be taken over by... Uh, by the public, I don't think so. I don't think it's ever going to happen. But for now, it's a nice little thing. I just think it's a waste of money. When we come back after a short break, Bill Kovalevsky from Victory Beer will join me. That happens next on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's partly cloudy and 40 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. New York City officials are trying to contain a rat infestation at a Brooklyn park. Residents say they've noticed this staggering amount of rats at Carroll Park. I'm glad that the city seemed to respond quickly to it so it doesn't get out of control. As long as they're not dropping the rat poison on the swings, then I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. Employees with the New York City Parks Department have laid rat poison around the park. Workers will also be trying to contain active holes at the park that contain large amounts of rats. Mayor de Blasio has vowed to get rid of rat infestations at parks and playgrounds across the city. An arrest has been made in connection with vandalism at five African-American churches in Morris County, New Jersey. Police arrested 45-year-old Zuri Towns, who they allege broke stained glass windows and damaged signs at the churches. Police say that Towns had been a parishioner at one of the churches as a youngster. They say it was an act of vandalism, not a hate crime. New Jersey Governor-elect Phil Murphy had earlier tweeted his disgust at the vandalism, saying these cowardly acts will not shake our faith. 
And U.S. Senator Charles Schumer says popular home DNA test kits are putting consumers' privacy at risk. During a news conference today, Schumer said DNA testing companies often sell genetic data to a third party without informing the consumer. He's calling on the FTC to investigate the industry and ensure that the privacy policies protect consumers. Schumer says while he doesn't want to impede genetic advancements, a framework needs to be established for this kind of service. In sports, Jets lost to the Panthers 35-27. to Rangers beat the Canucks 4-3, and the Nets beat the Grizzlies 98-88. No delays at your Hudson River crossings. And weather for tonight, partly cloudy, low 39 degrees. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, high 53. You now know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AM970, The Answer. You know, as you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you really feel like you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with beautiful reclaimed wood beams and flooring. If the weather permits, and it's a great night out, visit the outdoor porch area, complete with quaint rocking chairs, flickering gas lanterns hinting at a bygone era. Enjoy a seasonal cocktail or a casual dinner under the stars. The Barrow House satisfies groups of all sizes, always keeping that intimate feel. Now, if you've got a group dinner to plan, the Barrow House Root Cellar is a perfect stone line nook that showcases a carefully selected wine collection. If your group's larger, the traditional post and beam barn complete with retractable roof and belt-driven fans is the perfect setting. Whether it's the 18 craft beers on draft, my favorite part, the creative seasonal craft cocktails, or the scrumptious American farm fare, and trust me, it's delicious. Choose the Barrel House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, New Jersey, right off of Route 3. Visit thebarrelhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrel House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. Calling all Minnesota Viking fans near and far. The one and only place to catch every Vikings broadcast is Jack Doyle's NYC on 35th. This and every game day, get to Jack Doyle's for the great Minnesota Vikings get-together. They've got specials you can't get anywhere else, like Minnesota cheese curds, barbecue pork sliders, Vikings burgers, and a Minnesota bloody to wash it all down. Don't miss a single hit, touchdown, or field goal during Vikings football. And as if menu fit for a true Viking, 16 TVs and surround sound isn't enough. Jack Doyle's is giving you the chance to win two tickets, airfare, and hotel stay for the December 3rd game at the U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. To win, head to Jack Doyle's each game day, fill out your loyalty card, and drop it off to Charlinda before you leave. Enter every time you watch the Vikes play, increasing your chances to win. Skull, Vikings, skull. Get in on the action today at Jack Doyle's NYC. McCullough Radio. Breaking news. What it means and why it matters. Weeknights at 5 on AM 970. The answer. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search on either of those two um, uh, places. You can download and listen to every single Craft Beer Cast right from there. Now, my next guest on the cast. He is the co-owner of a brewery located in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. They've been cranking out great beers for 21 years. And look, he's back again on the show. We've had him on uh, once before, but we got him back again. We actually uh, saw one another 
uh, back in August at Cowan's Public, which is an advertiser of the show. They were doing a Victory Tap takeover, and it was great to uh, have a couple of beers with Bill and kind of shoot the breeze a little bit. VictoryBeer.com is the website for more information. Let me welcome back Bill Kovaleski to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Bill, how are you? Al, I am doing wonderful, and it's great to be back here with you. Excellent. How are you? I'm, gr- I'm doing great, doing great. Bill, you've, you've got a couple of new releases out for the fall and winter, or should I say you released one of your brews actually in the 12-ounce four-pack variety as opposed to the 22-ounce bottle that it was originally in. What was the thought process behind making Java Cask a 12-ounce four-pack availability? We really wanted to give it a size that would be suitable for folks to appreciate by themselves or with a group. Um, it's over 14% ABV, so that is a serious consideration when you're uh, looking at popping open the bottle. Right. But what we had had over uh, three years of experience was a whole, whole heck of a lot of folks who had said, geez, you know, I love this beer, but if I don't have somebody else to drink a 750 with me, um, I can't open it. And so the four-pack was kind of a practical decision uh, that, you know, if somebody really wanted to go solo on a single 12-ounce bottle of it, it's a decision they could make. Well, that is definitely something that I'm going to partaking in this weekend since it is in a 12-ounce bottle. But uh, I have to say we had it. It was on tap at um, one of our local places uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, friends of mine were like, oh, I'm not really sure because they, they, they look at me when I order these high ABV beers and they're like, oh, my God, how can you? And I'm like, hey, listen, you got to take your time with it. It's not something to guzzle. you got to sip it slow and let it warm up and take your time. If it takes you a half hour, 45 minutes to drink it, that's okay. And, boy, I'll tell you, I'm so glad I turned the both of them onto it because they were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So I'm glad I kind of convinced them to do that. Now, let's talk about the, the uh, this Blackboard Series Black Forest Cake Stout with cherries. <laughs> I get the yeah. feeling this is a beer you can enjoy a few over the course of an evening, kind of an after-dinner beer, if you will. Yes, indeed. Um, it is 7.5% ABV, so it's not that much lower. Mm. Um, but the idea is for this to fit into later in the day, um, dessert-like. At the same time, even though we have the word cake in there, and there is definitely some nice sweetness from the malt, there's a really interesting interplay, to my mind, between the the sort of acrid, roasty characteristics of the stout and the malts used to construct that, and the tart aspects of the cherry. So it's not really an overly sweet beer. Um, The cherry juice and the stout portion are really playing simpatico with one another. So I think it really fits the place of an after-dinner coffee more so than an after-dinner dessert. Excellent. See, see, I like that because there's a lot of people I know that I, I, I would prefer when I'm out uh, to dinner with my wife. She'll want, always want to go for the dessert, and I'd rather have a mm-hmm. a beer after dinner to kind of, you know, I don't want something that's overly sweet. I want something that kind of just has that subtleness uh, but is not overly sweet. And I think sometimes when when guys are making beers like that, they're trying too hard to complement a sweet dessert. That might not necessarily be what you're looking for, and I think this this kind of conveys that, right? Yeah, exactly. Too much sweet is basically just putting other layers of sugar over top of existing layers. So, you know, if that's a sweet cake you've got there in your stomach and then you're adding more sweetness to the beer, uh, from the beer, I should say, you're not really necessarily going in the right direction. So that's why the sharpness, I wanted to point out, of the dark roasted malts and the sharpness of the cherry juice are really sort of a a brighter spot and uh, delicious beer. Talking with Bill Kovaleski, the co-owner of Victory Beer, located in Downingtown. They also have places in Parksburg and Kennett Square, uh, Square, Pennsylvania, excuse me, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, victorybeer.com is the website for more information. And Bill, over the last several weeks, I've noticed this via social media. I'm 
bunch of different chat rooms that I'm in on Facebook and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. People who head to breweries seem to be looking for more pilsners and lagers than IPAs. Your brewery produces a number of different styles. Do you think that it is it's the case with Victory, or do you see people who come to your brewery uh, wanting more variety rather than the latest juicy IPA that's out at something dank and looks like a glass of orange juice? Well, you know, the second coming of Pilsners and Lagers has been heralded for, for years now, right? right. Well, at least a couple, and it, it, it's slow in its evolution. Uh, we have seen very positive results um, with the sales of our lagers and pilsners at our three uh, locations and trends overall. But it's not clear enough, really, Al, to say that it's it's a dominating force that's happening. Uh, IPAs are, are the dominating force. That's the prevailing mood. Um, but we are seeing good momentum in our Prima Pils and also our homegrown, the new American lager that we first released in July. Mm-hmm. Interesting take on lager because it is lager fermented, so it has a very clean uh, evaporative kind of finish to it at 4.8%, but we loaded it up with uh, whole flower American hops for a very pungent and exciting IPA-like nose. So that's kind of how we're dr- addressing the opportunity. We want to give folks the refreshment that they're anticipating from a lager beer, but we'd also like to give them the excitement that they're, you know, they turn to an IPA for. Yeah, it's just, it's funny because I, I notice people, like my wife is not an IPA drinker, and mm-hmm. um uh, I actually had her try an IPA the other night. I won't mention from who, but I said, "Look, it's got a, a, a juicy complex to it. It's it's uh, it it comes across more like an orange juice." And she actually she tried it and she said, "You know what? This isn't bad. I I don't know if I would drink a whole glass of it, but it's it's not giving me that bitterness that I don't like out of an IPA." And she's more of you know a stout person, porters, and I I think she's looking for something that's not uh, that has that that you know hop forward that doesn't have that hop forward flavor. So. I just, it's funny how people are, it, it seems like trends are changing. And you're right, we're always talking about, I, I know at the beginning of this year, everybody was talking about how loggers were making the big comeback. And that doesn't seem to be the case. It still seems to be IPAs is the big thing. Even uh, a Weyerbacher in, in, in eastern Pennsylvania has said they're shifting more to IPAs as, uh, as opposed to Belgians because that's what people want. So I guess there is still an audience for, for IPAs, and I guess it's going to continue into the new year. Yeah, and one of the things to consider too about IPA is that it's not, you know, it's not a single style. It's got so many different directions it can go into. We've got session IPA, we've got double IPA, we've got fruited IPAs, um, and you know, you pointed out that uh, an IPA that is more juicy is basically. Um, a response to the overly bitter IPAs that right. have uh, predated them. So it, IPA is kind of hard to knock because it's got so many permutations. Yeah, and I I'm, listen, I love my IPAs, but you're right. I feel like when I'm drinking a juicy IPA, I, I feel like I can drink a few more of them than I can uh, a, a more super bitter IPA because after a while the bitterness yeah. gets to you uh, on the palate, and that's why I like to change it up, and especially I like to do things from a seasonal basis. It's getting cold now. I want to have those Belgians and those Stouts and those Porters, because that's what the weather is kind of dictating. But, you know, I guess it's to, to each is on the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I appreciate all the conversion you're doing. You're talking your friends into drinking Java Cask. You're bringing IPAs home to your wife. You got, you're making it happen. I'm trying. I'm trying. Little by little. It's, you know, baby steps. Baby steps. You know how it is. Now, uh, Bill, you guys have uh, partnered up with Southern Tier Brewing, and you're, yeah. um, you're putting together a new brew house tap room uh, and offices in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is supposed to be opening uh, in March of next year. How's the progress proceeding with that? Progress is proceeding really good. There was a lot of preliminary work we did in order with, with the site selection, finding the right team of designers, architects, and builders. 
So um, we were working on this for a while before it got announced in September. Um, and we're really excited because, you know, the partnership of Victory and Southern Tier is kind of hard to demonstrate on, to the consumer right. what this means. Because when you've built breweries that exist in different states, they're licensed differently under different names and so forth, there's very little that you can do um, to demonstrate what this value is to the consumer. But when you're licensing in, in a new state and you're opening up a joint facility where you can play as equal partners, that's a whole new ball game, And that's what we're excited about by doing this in Charlotte, North Carolina. That's awesome. Talking with Bill Kovaleski, the co-owner of Victory Beer, located in Downingtown, Parksburg, Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. And as I mentioned, uh, they're going to be in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, coming up in March 2018 with Southern Tier. Uh, VictoryBeer.com is the website for more information on that and other things that they have going on there on the website. Now, Bill, uh, any opinion on this Take Craft Back campaign that was started a month or so ago? Do you think this is just a tongue-in-cheek humor kind of thing, which is what I'm looking at it uh, as, or can AB InBev really be bought out if we have enough people donating? Wow, uh, great question. Um, I don't think AB InBev can be bought out uh, because I don't see a hostile takeover from a consumer group really working, but maybe that's just the practical answer. Um, I think that humor is often used to uh, get people's attention on a serious matter. And so I applaud the Brewers Association and what they're doing on this uh, issue. I think that uh, deception doesn't necessarily favor the small and independent craft brewers. I mean, we're a mid-sized craft brewer. Right. Uh, together with Southern Tier, we rank as the 13th largest in the United States, so that isn't even really small. But uh, the deception that the global brewers can use to attract people to their products is a uh, a little bit disconcerting, so I think that any time we can shed light, even if we need humor to do so, uh, let's do so. So you think this is a, a positive step that, you know, hey, let's have some fun with this. We're, we're sort of taking it seriously, but let's have some fun with it at the same time. Uh, yes, yeah, and the reason for that is, you know, you can only seek to control the things that you can control. Right. So it isn't realistic for us to buy the world's largest brewer, right, yeah. as a consumer group. So let's talk about it and let's have some fun with it and maybe put them on their heels to be defensive. I, I have told people this for the long I tell my wife this all the time. You can only control the things that you can control, the stuff that you can't control. It's out of your hands to, to worry. Yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done, obviously, but to worry so much about it is just is, and when you don't have any control over it, it's just it's not productive from, from any standpoint. Now, Bill, last question from me since Thanksgiving was just a few days ago. What do you have to be, uh, what do you have to be thankful for? Jeez. You know, Al, um, the culture of beer, it extends to our relationship, this conversation, everybody who appreciates the beers that we make at Victory Brewing Company, and my family who have permitted me the uh, opportunity to invest myself in this career. It's uh, 26 years of uh, developing craft beer has not been necessarily easy, hmm. but um, family and community are what supports it. And, and you know what? It's, it's, it's a blessing to be able to, and I don't want to bring religion into this, but it is a blessing to be able to do what you do for a living and have fun with it. And at the end of the day, to be able to make a little bit of profit so that you can support uh, your family. I mean, that's that's really what it boils down to. I tell my son that all the time. If you can work at a job that you enjoy and you can make yourself a living out of it, then it's it's work well done. You nailed it. 
My guest has been Bill Kovaleski, the co-owner of Victory Beer, located in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. They also have places in Parksburg, Kennett, uh, Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. I'll get that right at some point. And, of course, they're building new facilities with Southern Tier where they're going to be experimenting on beers, doing all kinds of great stuff in Charlotte, North Carolina. That opens uh, the target date right now, March of 2018. VictoryBeer.com, the website for more information. Bill, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. And when you're back in New Jersey, we've got to head over to the Barrow House. Dinner is on me. Uh, it's going to happen, Al. Excellent. See you there. You got it. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cowan's Public was born in 2015, but really, its historic roots, they stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, has its roots dating to just after the repeal of Prohibition. Now, the main room, it's beautiful when you walk in, features a curved Art Deco bar with custom stained glass, a roaring fireplace, plenty of places to sit, just the right setting to enjoy a seasonal cocktail, perhaps an Ella Fizz or an Alley Cat. If you're looking for an escape from the main bar, the Nouveau Lounge is right up your alley with upholstered walls, restored tin ceiling, and Deco chandeliers. It's great for families, small groups, and even private party rentals. Cowan's Public has 16 rotational craft beers on draft. The beer selection suited for all tastes, from craft beer enthusiasts like me to newcomers alike. Cowan's uses local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Try the buffalo chicken poutine, oh my goodness, or the new Cowan's Burger, an 8-ounce coffee-rubbed burger topped with Vermont white cheddar, fried egg, and shoestring onion rings. I'm getting that the next time I go in for sure. Visit CowanSPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. If you love great food, delicious craft beer, and want to support small business, then have I got the place for you. Paragon Tap and Table is a wonderful gastro pub located conveniently off the Garden State Parkway, exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Paragon has fantastic food created by Chop Champion Chef Eric Levine, mouth-watering burgers, fresh pasta dishes made in-house every day, some of the best wings in New Jersey, and one of the best craft beer tap selections in the area. Paragon also has gluten-free and healthy options, so you never have to worry about breaking that diet. Join the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast for a special bartending competition on Thursday night, November 30th, starting at 6 p.m. Paragon's bartenders, along with some guest bartenders, will be competing, making drinks with flair and flavor that'll be auctioned off for charity. The Beer Cast will also be taping that weekend's broadcast at the restaurant. For reservations, give them a call at 732-931-1776 or check out their website, ParagonNJ.com, and look over their new fall menu. Call 732-931-1776, Paragon Tap and Table. Exit 135 off the Garden State Parkway in Clark, New Jersey. AM 97, The Answer. Gatulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. That's G A W T U W L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com or, of course, Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen 
to every single craft beer cast right there. Finding my way, a little classic rush for you. How to let that one go. That is such a great early rush hit. Now it's time for Suds and Duds, the segment where I tell you all about the various craft beers that I've drank over the past week. Remember, this is a subjective list, and it's based on one person's palate, and that would be yours truly. So, uh, short week this week, work week, didn't have a chance really uh, to you know do too much uh, running around, but the week before... Uh, one of the places, or two of the places actually that we're going to be at, uh, one of them actually got a chance to check out for the first time, John Sullivan's Public House over on uh, West 35th between uh, 7th and 8th Avenues, had their house uh, IPA, real nice IPA, a very decent bite to it. This is excellent. Uh, if they got if they have this on tap the night that we're there on December 8th broadcasting uh, from, the, uh, from the pub, I am definitely drinking this one, and I encourage you to drink this one too if you like IPAs. It's an excellent one. We will be there uh, Friday, December 8th, uh, 7 to 7.40. We'll be doing a special live broadcast of the Algatulo Craft... Uh, uh, <laughs> let's try that again. Of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast uh, from John Sullivan's Public House uh, on uh, West 35th. Uh, I think it's 210 West 35th Street between 7th and 8th Avenue. It's about a block and a half from the Garden, uh, right across from uh, Macy's, right on the side street there on 35th Street. And uh, we will be broadcasting leading into the St. John's basketball game. St. John's is playing Arizona State that night. John Sullivan's is an Arizona State bar. So we'll be right in front. As soon as you walk in, right to your left, you'll see us. You cannot miss us. I mean, you can't miss me, but I do have hair on my head now. So uh, if you were looking for the bald guy, he's gone. But anyway, John Sullivan IPA. Excellent. Definitely want to check that out. Definitely want to check out the lunch specials, too, at John Sullivan's Public House. $10 lunch specials. They've got about uh, eight or ten things on the menu for 10 bucks, and the, the burger is outstanding. Uh, then we move on uh, to another place, Paragon Tap and Table. We will be there next Thursday night, November 30th, bartending competition. Uh, the bartenders will be making different drinks, bartenders from Paragon Tap and Table and elsewhere. Uh, they're auctioning the drinks off the completed drinks for charity. Your um, money will go directly to two different causes. One to uh, one of the bartenders, her family ha- is in Puerto Rico, uh, so it's going there, part of the money, and the other part is going to a local animal shelter. Going to be a lot of fun. So they had Paragon had a um, single-cut industrial arts tap takeover. Two really great breweries, uh, both out of New York. Single-cut, fantastic job. They do a great they, – they really do a nice job with their IPAs. They're, my favorite from them, Weird and Gilly. Dank, juicy, awesome. Uh, if you like dank uh, IPAs, this is definitely the one for you. Again, weird and gilly. Uh, apparently somebody, a Japanese person, had asked them to make a really dank IPA, and they did so. So you definitely want to check that one out if you're into IPAs, weird and gilly, uh, from Single Cut. Then I moved on to a softly spoken magic spells uh, from Single Cut. And for a double IPA, I was shocked at how easy this one went down. Really smooth, piney. Um, again, not a juice bomb, but really, really nice on how it went down. And, you know, I think that's the thing that I'm, I, I like more about IPAs th- these days. Yes, I love the juice bombs. And the Weird and Gilly one, it's a juice bomb, but it's not super bitter. And even my wife, who sampled it, said, not bad for an IPA, and she hates IPAs. Um, but I love the fact that for a double, that this was, you know, it, it had that piney, it was smooth, not a lot of crisp bite to it, but... but I, Again, more piney than anything else. Really enjoy that. Then I had a Mastery Nose No Shortcut, that from sing, a Single Cut as well. Uh, nicely done, this one. Floral, yet smooth, uh, going down. So another really good one. And then we moved on to some Industrial Arts beers, um, which uh, their tap handles are really cool. They look like a wrench. 
um, you know, or equipment that you would see um, maybe in a brewery or whatever. Not you know, for a, for a tap handle, it was kind of unique. So I had a wrench Northeast IPA. Um, it looks like a juicy IPA, but it really tastes more um, more of just a regular IPA. Really good, uh, outstanding. Really enjoyed this one uh, a lot. And then I had a um, uh, Tools of the Trade by Industrial Arts. Crisp, nice grapefruit bite. Uh, a nice bitter aftertaste on this one. If you like your IPAs with a little bit of a bitter aftertaste on that, uh, you definitely want to check that one out. Uh, and then I moved on to it because there was some other stuff there that I, I, I wasn't really crazy about. Uh, but they did have Firestone Walker on tap, the Luponic Distortion, the Revolution number 007. This one was really good. A sharp pine bite. Lots of floral flavor in here, too. Different, certainly not what I expected. I expected one thing out of this and got something else. Uh, so that's really cool. I, I, I do enjoy beers that you, you see one thing and you taste something different. Uh, I've said this before. Uh, Carton puts out a beer with truffles in it. And um, it, it, when, you, when you look at it at first and when you smell it, it, it smells like the worst thing you've ever wanted to smell in your life. And then you taste it. And you get a completely different profile from what you're smelling. So uh, that's the good thing about trying uh, different beers, and you don't know what your palate is going to like. That's definitely one that that I would suggest the uh, the Carton beer uh, that is a triple. Uh, that uh, it, well, it's a triple, but it also has truffles in it. Uh, but this one, the Luponic Distortion, uh, the Revolution number zero zero seven. So this is the seventh batch of their Revolution style beers. Again. The sharp pine bite, a lot of floral flavor. I did not expect all that flowery flavor uh, out of this one. So definitely not what I expected. D- certainly worth uh, you trying. And then we finished off uh, the Suds and Duds with a Partnerships number 6 uh, from Heavy Seas and Cigar City. This was an India, India Pale Lager. Um, and a different, bready like a lager, little bit of bitterness, sweet at the end. So you get a couple of different profiles there. So you get that, that fullness of the breadiness of the lager. And then you get a little bit of that bitter bite that you're looking for, and then v- then sweet at the end, just that touch of sweetness, which I-, I really enjoyed. Now, this one I had had sitting for a while. The folks from Heavy Seas had sent this to me and just never got around to drinking this one. So I'm glad I finally took the time out uh, to drink that one. Excellent, well done uh, from Heavy Seas Beer. So, again, we've got these two great events that are coming up as we're finishing up the show here for this uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, Paragon Tap and Table, Thursday, November 30th. That's coming up next week. Uh, we will probably start taping around 6 o'clock. The bartending competition, I believe, gets underway at 8. So we're going to tape at 6. Uh, encourage you to come out. Make reservations if you, can, if you haven't made reservations. The bar is small, so it will get packed quickly. And if, if, if that's the case, you're going to end up having to sit uh, in the restaurant area. But let me tell you something. The food is fantastic. You will not have a better meal. Chef Eric Levine does a fantastic job. His fall menu is great. You definitely want to get there, uh, have some dinner, and enjoy uh, the bartending competition. And then Friday, November 8th, it's a special live broadcast of the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. We will be coming to you from John Sullivan's, uh, 210 West 35th Street, uh, right uh, between 7th and 8th Avenues. It's right up the street from Macy's, about two blocks from the Garden, uh, an easy train ride in. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a blast. We're leading you right into St. John's basketball. So we'll start around uh, just about 7.05. We'll take you to 7.40 when the pregame starts uh, for St. John's in Arizona State. We'll have a drink special that night for sure. Uh, their IPA that's on tap, if you're into IPAs, their own IPA, it's an excellent IPA. You will not be disappointed. So a lot of fun in the next couple of weeks. And then we're supposed to be doing another craft beer cast from another location. I can't really give the details on that yet. 
Uh, it will be in Jersey, but I can't really uh, say too much more. Uh, we're still working out the uh, the fine print and the final details, but as soon as we get that, uh, we will let you know, and we'll put it up. We'll put it on the Craft Beer Cast page. We'll put it up on Twitter. Uh, we'll definitely get the word out uh, all over the place. So lots of things to be thankful for uh, this Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the fact that uh, my cancer is in remission. Uh, but most of all, I am thankful for for all of you, the listeners. You guys do a great job. If it wasn't for your support, this show would not be on. Uh, the breweries, everybody has been amazing, and I really can't thank you all enough. Uh, it's been a, it's been a tremendous run. I mean, we're coming up February. We're coming up on almost two years that this show is on. So, uh, uh, really appreciate the fact that you guys are listening. The feedback, everything is great. Uh, really enjoy it. Please keep it coming. Keep the feedback coming. It always helps uh, to, to help tweak the show a little bit. Uh, what do you want to hear on the show? That's the more important thing. If you want, if you, if there's a, a particular thing that you want to hear. Let's talk about it. We've done some cider. We've done some beers. I know somebody had mentioned about doing a non-alcoholic beer thing one time uh, for a segment. Maybe we'll get into that. Um, certainly, uh, before, maybe bef- if not before the end of the year, then certainly the beginning of uh, 2018. But, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Bill Kovaleski from Victory Beer, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.